Welcome to episode number five of Play On with myself, Ashley O'Reilly, brought to you by sportstalk.ie. In this episode, we're coming to you from the Canal Court in Uri as we travel to the north of Ireland to the home of the Orchard County to chat with ace attacker, sharpshooter and all-star winner Amy Mackin. And also chatting with me is three-time all-star, 2002 All-Ireland winner and our male legend, Stephen MacDonald. You're both very welcome. Thanks, Thank Ashley. How are you? Good, not bad. So we're here in the Canal Court, Stephen. Would this have been somewhere you'd ever got a few <laughs> nights out in? Plenty of nights out in here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah Tell us about that. No, can't, <laughs> can't, can't go into too much detail now, but uh, it was a good good haunting spot back in the day now. Yeah. yeah. Still so, is. Oh, still really? Is. <laughs> Would you have came out here then, even? Yeah, right. Boxing night, actually. <laughs> oh, nice. And would this be more of a down venue for GA? It would be mixed, so well, yeah, yeah. You're very much in the heart of, of both Armagh and down here, so you are. So yeah. um, any night you come in here, you can bump into some of your rivals, and, and many a night we did. Actually, I used to enjoy our Salard Night National League games against down, down, down in the marshes, which isn't too far away from here, and both sets of uh, players would end up in the canal court. Oh, and, right, yeah. And, and painting with each other later on in the evening, which is good fun. Geez, no fighting areas are all nice talk. No, no, I'll keep the fighting <laughs> for the pitch. <laughs> Happy days. And so what are you up to now, Stephen? Well, now, um, well, I've, thankfully, I've stayed involved with the game um, since I've retired. I've got into a bit of coaching and management. And um, for my sins, I've got into a big job in, in Tyrone for the year ahead with, with Clano, So I'm going to be managing them. Oh, happy days. So they're a senior club down there? They're a senior club, yeah. So, um, you know, uh, from the outside looking in, their own club football is very, very competitive. And mm-hmm. for me, I always have the impression that there's six or seven teams can win the championship and, and they would be one of those teams. So, it would. so um, you know, it's a very competitive um, league and championship format. So it is mm-hmm. and it's something that I'm looking forward to get myself thrown into. And would it be any of the Tyrone County lads on that team? Yeah, well, Connor McAlisky, um dropped off the panel not too long ago, actually just before I was announced as the manager. Um, probably will work in my favour, I hope, anyway. Yeah, you'll and see more of them. Yeah. Um, um, Michael O'Neill would have played county football in the past. He's a goalkeeper with, with the team, so he is. And um, also Declan McClure, he's currently on the Tyrone senior panel at the minute, so he's coming back from an injury. So um, it might take him a few weeks more to get back in the swing of things. Happy days, you're kept busy anyway. Kept busy, yeah, kept busy. But uh, listen, there's nothing like being involved in GA to keep you busy. That's it, my God. And so for Bodie, as we bring it back just right to the start for you. So your club is Shane O'Neill's. Yeah. And you also, your Connor, your brother Connor is playing and Blocky and your sister. Yeah. So how did you get playing? Like who influenced you when you um, were young growing up? Well, we come from a complete sporting family. So my whole dad's side, basically... They're still all involved. My dad's uncle, he helped recreate the Shane O'Neill's club. My granny's still involved. So Your just, granny's still involved? Yeah, she no was way. at the AGM. She does wee bits about the club and stuff like that. Um, it's actually our family used to host the AGMs and all in our shed that's in our yard at the minute, years ago, years. Such a You're joking? Yeah, sorry <laughs> God. They used to do like fundraisers. We have a shed in our yard and they used to do club fundraisers and everything in there. So... It's staying right back from my granny was and we've just sort of kept that tradition going and there's nothing else talked about in our house apart from Gaelic football. Oh my God, I'd say. And what about your other brothers and sisters? Do they play as well? Or? I have two older sisters. They don't play, no. I have a younger brother. He's on the Armand under 20 panel now. They're actually playing today. So we're just yeah, heavily involved in the county. Wow. And so would your mom and dad, they be at every game? Yeah, they're actually away on away on up to me now to watch that game today. So Great they go place to most media. games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get to them all, but they try their best. Yeah, happy days. You need that, don't you, when you're yeah. younger especially. 
if you don't have them bringing your own chair, mm-hmm. I, you won't get to the games. Or you, you would never be involved. Sort of maybe. take it for granted. What yeah. to do until you can start driving. You realize Yourself, how much they realize. Yeah. yeah. And Stephen, for you then, how did you get influenced or involved? Yeah. Well, I suppose where I grew up, I was only about two hundred yards from the local club, Clevey, um, and. My childhood, you know, we we uh, we didn't have access or there was no such thing as computer games back then. It was all, you know, out and play about the football and play curbs and games that got there. Yeah. And um, the easiest option for us was to go down to the field and, and, and kick balls over the bar. And, you know, from a very young age, that's what I was doing. Uh, I, I'm the youngest boy in a family of, of four kids. Um, I've got a younger sister, all right, but my two elder brothers were heavily involved in football as well. And I suppose I, I just followed suit with them. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, just led from one thing to the other. I've been playing football competitively from for Clevy since I was seven. I'm actually, believe it or not, still playing football for Clevy. You're still playing. I'm still playing re- seconds football for Clevy. I went from one end of the field to the other. I've been playing in goals for the last three <laughs> seasons. So, is that by choice or? It was no. It was actually by accident. I came back to play um, three years ago, and I came back to play outfield, of course. But mm. the goalkeeper actually. Uh, pulled his hamstring in the warm-up and we had no other goalkeeper and the manager asked me what to step in and ever since then I've been playing most games. <laughs> so were you due to play that day or? No, I was a sub. It was were, my okay, first game right. back so yeah, yeah. I was a sub. Thrown right in. Thrown right in. I, listen, I was happy enough. Um, at the end of the day for me, being involved in the dressing room environment, having a bit of banter and crack, it's very much a fun environment. Yes, when you take to the field, it's it's competitive and that competitive mm. edge comes out in your game, but I just love the the opportunity to continue to put on the jersey and um, it, it worked in my favour for the last couple of years because I was involved with, with Burning Down where they played their league games on a Friday night in our mats on a Sunday afternoon, so I, I was able to, to accommodate both. Um, it'll probably be a wee bit more difficult in the year ahead because Tyrone football is, is on is on a Sunday as well. But yeah. listen, when I can get an opportunity to play and put on the, the goalkeeper jersey, <laughs> I will. Um, the goalkeeper jersey suits me. It's less run, of course. So why would you not come outfield, do you not think? Well, sometimes I play the sweeper-keeper role. Yeah. So, so, um, that's, you need to go to one of these that's games. That's as far as it goes. And, and the odd time I would venture up for a free kick and... Um, that's really as far as it goes. Do you uh, feel it, a pressure at all since obviously no. you have the name behind you no. going out now? No, no absolutely not. I, I actually did play one game outfield last year because we were low on numbers and I played at six. So I, I would nearly play anywhere else apart from my normal position of corner four nowadays. So um, it's just something that, you know, throw yourself in somewhere else and, and find a new way of playing. And, and listen, even though I've turned 40 a few months ago, I still enjoy the, the thrill of playing Gaelic football. I, yeah. I feel I'm, I'm still I'm still able to run somewhat. <laughs> so I'll keep playing. She's fair play to you. And for Bodie is then making your debut for Armagh. Was that always the dream for Amy? Yeah, actually I was looking back on old school stuff, you know, they asked you in primary school, what's your goal? And mine was actually to play for Armagh. But I know the O2 panel, they would have been big like role models for yeah. all of Armagh. And obviously Armagh ladies won the All-Ireland as well. So when you look to like so people like them, you see in the jersey and it's just something you always wanted to do. And I remember it was James Daly actually was manager of the Arma. So he gave me my debut and I think we won the league, Division Two League that year. So Jeez. Yeah, it was Do you remember who you played against on your first game? Oh, first game, first league game. I think it was like Leash or, or, yeah. or something like that, yeah. And you won the league in the first year you were playing. Division you must two have been doing something right. Beat Donegal, <laughs> yeah. It was actually a good day that day up in Parnell Park. 
I think we won we won well in the end by about fifteen points or something. And what age were you then? I was eighteen. I just right. turned eighteen actually before that's the big young final. to be yeah. making a debut for the seniors. Yeah. yeah, I think that's sort of the case in most ladies' teams though. Nowadays, yeah. yeah, definitely. And so for you, Stephen, then do you remember it? I do. I believe it or not, I've got a good memory when it comes to football games. I can remember almost every game I played in, um, oh, wow. in terms of of particularly county football. But I I came into the county scene at a very lucky time um, in 1989. That was my first season and. I remember the likes of Martin McQuillan and Neil Smith had retired in January 99 and they played maybe 16, 17 years for the county and never won. Weren't lucky enough to win an Ulster title even and even though they were in good teams, I came in and within six months I had an Ulster title and even though I came in in January 99, I didn't play any football throughout that whole season. I was a sub on the team. Me they ended up beating us in the All-Ireland semi-final. Hey. But my, my debut... Ken, believe it or not, in a challenge game against Meath. And back in those days, um, Sean Boylan was over Meath and a great man. I would have played under Sean with the international rules. Yeah, and and right. Brian McAlinton and Brian Canavan were the RMA managers. And before a season kicked off, you know, both teams used to love playing each other for a good physical hard battle. And there used to always be a, plenty of rows and fights in those <laughs> games. But this particular challenge game, we travelled to Park Talchy you know, up in Navin. Yeah. And I was thrown in the corner forward and my introduction to county football was um, Cormac Murphy. I don't know if you know him. Oh, I recognise the name, yeah, yeah. Cormac was a, a, a tough tick. Uh, <laughs> so it was a lot of me back so, was, so the first ball I went for, I got the studs down the back of the calf. Oh, and that was, uh, that was my welcome to enter county football. But, you know, um, games I got there certainly uh, got you prepared for it. And, and I suppose the, the, the players that I was training with, at that particular time, like of Kieran McGinney, Paul McGrain, mm. McIntyre's big, strong, physical players. You know, you, you had to get used to taking knocks and, and bruises like that. So it was my welcome to it. But um, yeah, it was it was a great introduction. All right. Did you score it on that day? I can't remember that particular day, <laughs> but my league debut, I scored three points. Oh, geez. Nice. And so obviously the 2002 All-Ireland, it's a, a moment for all Armagh people. I'm sure he is. We'll never forget. Yeah. Um, do people still come up to you now and mention it to you? And they do. They say they come up to you now and say you should have won more, <laughs> <laughs> which oh we know. God, which we know. Yeah, enough. yeah. Um, listen, it's, it's, unfortunately, it's too long ago now. It was eighteen years ago now, which is hard it? to believe. Um, and it doesn't feel that long ago, but that that that's the way it is. Um, we were we were fortunate. I said, listen, I came in in '99, and for a ten-year spell, we had a lot of success in Armagh. Where you know many players in previous teams didn't have the success that we we got got to and um 2002 was a fantastic journey so it was it was uh, believe it or not we got to the final in 2003 and semi-final in 2005 and i would actually say that those two teams were better than the o2 team but um you know we, we missed out unfortunately by a pint or two in a couple of games where we could have won yeah. just as easy and you know the journey for 2002 Joe Kiernan coming in and probably instilling a wee bit of extra belief and confidence in the players and we just were very confident that whole season that we were going to win the All-Ireland mm-hmm. you know even though we had never won an All-Ireland before we we just had a, a gel and a bond as a group of players that we were going to do it and nothing was going to get in our way and and that's the way it was and you know I know I said that you know people say you should have won more and we probably should have won more but I'm forever grateful for the one that I got big time 
it was the year after that you got against the All Ireland, wasn't it? Yeah, we we went back. Um, uh, you know, to win back to back All Irelands back then mm. was extremely tough, and and we we were probably the closest thing in about twenty years to to go and do it. And it's it's just unfortunate we played against a very hungry uh, and driven Tyrone team that we're going for their first. I suppose they got a lot of belief out of watching us do it. Yeah. The year before, and um, it was a game that. I would love to turn the clock back on because we didn't perform. We just mm-hmm. simply did not perform. Even though we played a lot better uh, throughout the whole 2003 campaign, that was the one game where we didn't perform and we probably let ourselves down. But, um, you know, as I said, when you've got a hunger and a desire to kick on and win it, you have to take your hats off the, the throne and, and say fair play to them, they deserve to win it, which they did. Yeah. But... Um, you know, it was a, it was a ridiculous journey that we went on for that yeah. couple of years. Um, in terms of getting to all Ireland finals and getting to semi finals, where we we weren't really getting that far in the championship in in, in the years previous. Before, to that. so yeah. it was such a big moment for the yeah. people, and I'm sure Amy. I don't know what would age would you have been six or seven? I was like or six or seven, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. We didn't get to the game. Now the rest of my family did, so we were left at home. But I remember shortly after it, a few weeks after it, me and my brother, and my dad. Always going down to the pitch and re- recreating Nashi McConville's goal. So, <laughs> Paul, Paul, my daddy would have acted as Paul McGrain and he would have knocked it down, and me and Connor would have tucked it in turns being Ashley McConville. No way. And the running, celebrating behind the goal. Exactly to the team. Yeah. I, yeah, I would say you probably connected with the ball better than Ashley would have. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can do it with my right foot, I can do it with my left foot. Oh my God. Well, that's what it's about, probably, because yeah. then I suppose that instilled the belief. To all the younger people coming through, then it's geez, you know, because I don't think you can believe you can do it until you see it nearly yeah. being well, done. There's, there's no doubt that uh, you know it inspired a generation of footballers yeah. for Armagh, both both male and female, and you know, being the first senior team in Armagh to go and win an All Ireland. You know, only two years later we won an under twenty one All Ireland, and um, seven years later we won a minor All Ireland. And that was so, that in a good like had that happened before. That was the very first under twenty one oh, All Ireland we then, ever won. So we we had won a minor All Ireland, but it was back in the forties or fifties. So right. you know, it definitely inspired a group of players to to try to emulate what our our squad of players uh, went and achieved. Um, so. It was good from that point of view. Um, the disappointing thing is that, you know, while we had a serious 10-year spell of success where we won National League titles, seven Ulsters, All-Irelands and multiple All-Stars amongst the group of players, um, you know, we haven't been back at an Ulster final since yeah. 2008. And that's something that I would like to see, the, you know, the, the senior team, particularly this year, turn around and, and you know, get back competing mm-hmm. at that level again. And Kieran McGinney, he was your captain yeah. in 2002, and obviously he's the manager now at the minute. Mm-hmm. What do you make of the setup now? Or are you hopeful with the Absolutely, panel? Absolutely, yeah. There's a there's a, a core group of players that are very exciting to watch. They play mm-hmm. a super brand of football, and um, you know, I I love to see a team that you know has the attitude to go out and, and to outscore uh, their opponents. And and Armagh certainly have that at the minute. There are aspects of their their game that they need to brushing up and tighten up on like any team out there you know and and Kieran knows of that uh, as do as the rest of his management team but you know um when you look back at last year uh they pushed Mayo very very close yeah. and, and possibly could have got a result over McHale Park and therefore you know I've read a couple of articles this year already um particularly with Ryan and Oshin O'Neill coming out and saying that you know it's success that they want and I like the I like the read about players 
talking about success because I think the more to have that mindset, it filters through to on the on the field of play as well. And they are two very confident players. Um that you know have the capability of, of of going and performing on the big day you know Armagh have an abundance of talent Jamie Clark Charlie Ogburns there's some super talent in Armagh and I would be very very hopeful that we can push teams in, in Ulster mm-hmm. uh, close to maybe getting to an Ulster final again and until Armagh can get back to to that stage and competing against the very best that's that's when they may, maybe can turn the fortunes around again yeah definitely and obviously for you, Amy, you're coming into your sixth year now yeah. on the Armagh panel. Getting you're on. <laughs> probably yeah, you're probably one of the more experienced ones on the panel, but still a young one at the same time. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, probably in between that sort of stage yeah. of being more experienced. And we have a lot of young ones now coming into the panel this year. I obviously still have the likes of Caroline O'Hanlon, who is what everyone Immense, aspires yeah. to be in Armagh County football. So um, you've still got the experienced heads, but I'd probably be counted as one of coming into as one of the experienced ones yeah there. oh no definitely and it's just mad to think that you're coming into your sixth year but you've never played in Crow Park yet no never well hopefully hopefully in the future we'll get there but yeah, yeah it, it'll take a lot now you have to get to either an All-Ireland semi-final which is tough on yeah no matter what code you're playing but um, hopefully we've we're, we're quietly confident that it's somewhere we can achieve and that's what we're training hard for and you have an ACL injury at the minute yourself yes, I'm sure mentally sure. it's probably tough to try and get yourself back fit and just keep positive and yeah well I'm still at the early stages now at the minute now I'm still involved with the county Mm -hmm. I'm actually I was a stats person for one of the games so I'm still involved and I would not be involved at the same time I'd find it harder probably watching when you're not sort of in with the most of the group group of girls that are there are my friends so it's better being involved than not being involved and Hopefully, it'll not be too long till I'm back now. Exactly. Back before you know it. Yeah. And Stephen here a stat like six years with the county panel, mm. but having never played in Crow Park, does that shock yeah. you? It does. Um, I would have thought that a talented player like Amy would have had that opportunity before mm. now. But, and, and certainly, you know, to showcase our skills in front of the whole of the country, it would be great to see Amy Magan playing in, in Crow Park, as as with all of her teammates mm-hmm. with the county. But um, it, sometimes, uh, you know... You, you dream about playing in Croke Park and I was no different I dreamt all my career about playing in Croke Park and when that opportunity came you know it came like like I suppose the rain comes here in Ireland it came often enough then you know yeah. so <laughs> maybe maybe when you do get the chance yeah. to play once Amy you'll play out there often enough so it's it's my, my first experience of Croke Park if you can learn anything from this I was taken <laughs> off in an All-Ireland semi-final because I thought too much about Croke Park yeah. I, I you know it was the occasion got to me you know, I fulfilled a life a lifelong dream of playing there, and I forgot about the game. So yeah. I did. So you know, play the game. You know, my advice to any anybody going into playing Crow Park for the first time: play the game. Forget about where you're playing. It's the exact same as your own club pitch. It's the same. You've got two bo- two posts to kick the ball over the bar into more or less the same size. You know, maybe probably slightly bigger. Yes, you've got the crowd around you and all, but just go and play the game first and foremost and forget about the occasion and, and then you'll perform a lot better. And, and from I learnt after that other game, you know, I, I felt that I always went in and performed a lot better on Crow Park. Brilliant. No, that's good advice. I'm sure that happened to a lot of players coming out. They probably Absolutely, just got overwhelmed yeah. by the situation and the occasion that it was. Yeah, well, a wee, a wee story just before... Um, you know, it was before the All-Ireland semi-final against Kerry in 2000 and I was rooming with Cahill O'Rourke who would have been a senior figure and a mentor to me in my early years with, with Armagh. And the night before, he knew I was thinking too much about the fact that I was going to play yeah. in Croke Park. I, I just turned around and said to him, Cal, 
what's it like to play in Croke Park? <laughs> and he knew that I was distracted by that fact and not concentrating the on the game. And it turned out that I was taken off and, and I ended up getting dropped for a replay, which, you know, was a huge, um, I suppose, hurt for me, a huge burden yeah. to take. But, you know, I ended up coming on and, and getting a couple of points in the replay. But, you know, I, I played the match that day and not the occasion. And what was it? Just the, the nerves just got to you? Nerves got to you, yeah. You know, when you go into Crook Park for the first time, you, you're looking around at this big stadium, the big stands, and you, you're in awe, and you're doing your parade, and you're looking into the crowd, and you're, you're forgetting about you your primary know? role, which yeah. is go and perform, go and play. You know, you've played, you've trained from such a young age to get yourself ready for, and praying for that occasion. Mm. And maybe I, I was a wee bit overawed, but, you know, one game out of probably about... 30 or 40 games and playing at Croke Park I was taken off so it's not a bad record yeah and what age were you then? I was 19 mm. yeah. when you made your debut yeah yeah. so I was young enough I I, get, I got the chance to play in Croke Park young enough but um, I'd say listen there was a lot of teams before me I came in at the right time I came in mm. a, with a team that had serious really did, serious yeah. success a, a serious drive to be successful and mm. um, I was just a part of that jigsaw so it was and um as I said, you know, the, the players who played before me um, didn't have that opportunity to play in Croke Park uh, often enough. And, and we, we just were fortunate enough that we were a seriously driven group of players that had nothing but success on our minds that we kept getting back there. So, Amy, you're not only just a talented Gaelic footballer, you're also a talented soccer player. Yeah, well, I tried to, um, before I actually started to play with Arma. I got offered a scholarship to go to America, a university in Tennessee. I was a full scholarship that I paid for everything and I was playing soccer for the university too. Yeah. Um, at that time, it was sort of, I remember that summer is when I sort of had to decide on what I was doing because Arma started the pre-season sort of October. But I was forgoing. I was booked on. I was going and oh, right. I was set. Um, a few uh, meetings and phone calls from James Daly and sort of in the back of my head, it was always that I wanted to play with Arma anyway yeah. but it was just you're that young you didn't know what to do you had opportunities and James to go. is he the manager of the Arma team he was, then yeah he was the manager of the Arma ladies at that stage yeah. so um, then I decided that that was it I was going to stay at home it was sort of a last minute decision don't know if the university in America were too happy or whatever but that's the way it worked out and what age were you then I was 18 18, 18 yes. and so you were ready to go you were thinking yeah yeah America. I was it I done my I think it's SATs or something then right, yeah, their yeah, exams yeah. I done them up in Dublin and stuff like that so I had to do specific exams to get in for the grades to sort of transfer over to an American university and that so I passed all them and yeah I was I was for going but what did he say to you I think he just brought it back to what I always wanted to do anyway was to play for Armagh I think the year before that I started in the county but I was still playing minor football and I decided earlier on in that year that I was just going to stick at minors I wasn't going to go to the senior panel Yeah. so I just stuck at minors that year and then coming into the next year when he had mentioned it I was just it was just like something I always wanted to do was to play for Armagh and I knew then when I'd made the decision it was the right one and so no regrets looking back now? No, obviously there's that video that's like what it would have been like. And I know girls that went out that I played soccer with, um, with Northern Ireland who had went out to universities. And like it looked like they had a ball, but when I look at it, it's not something I've seen myself yeah. doing actually in the end of it. And when you're making the decision to go in the first place before the phone calls and everything, what were your parents like? Did your mom and dad want you to go or? 
know they're sort of like no stay at home, but they'd <laughs> never fully say that because they're obviously open to whatever. It's mm-hmm. your decision. But when I'm looking back now, I would struggle making that decision now that I'm 23. Never mind when you're 18. It's such a it's such a big call because you're so Huge. far away from home, mm. and we're a pretty close family. So like Christmas and big things like that, big occasions are we're all quite kind of close and even stuff like my older brother getting on the RMA panel it was you know like a family day out it was yeah. an achievement it's something and you, when you think back of missing them sort of things it's like putting, yeah it's putting two to two two and two together it's what I would have missed more whether so you're a bit of a homebird then yeah sort of <laughs> yeah and so also then you're playing out with the minute and um, just yeah, so you're not playing going back to the soccer then. I know no, you're injured well, at the moment. Yeah, so after my injury I just I'm just gonna stick to stick the one. To one. I think it's right. too much going back to do the two, so mm-hmm. I'll stick to the Gaelic and that that was always my main focus anyway. I played a bit of soccer but it was never a priority. I wouldn't have took it over the Gaelic or that. But when I go back I don't think there's any point in risking doing too much, so I'm gonna yeah. take it as it comes and play club football first and see how I get on and then good stuff and say for yourself then you're obviously known for um your little dummies and your trusty left boot the two of you (laughs) (laughs) is there a technique that you might have worked on or is it just natural or is there something that Um, young players can work on I think it's something young players can work on I know when I was a child that's all I ever done my dad would say anytime I was any evening I was just outside playing with my brother playing with his friends and stuff like that but it's something like I probably would have took when you're I would have been always watching football so I think that's a key area too always Mm -hmm. watching to see what the likes of the the top boys or girls are doing and I would have took advice on what what looks like what's working and what's not working so I think the key is sort of just working on it working hard on Mm -hmm. what to do and again it's sort of natural as well some of the instinct as well but yeah I try to do a wee jink here and there yeah did I hear that you'd be known to go and get a bag of balls and just go out to the pitch on your own and just practice yeah. away yourself yeah most times I would um I have the keys to our club um so I just go down any day of the week so but we had footballs all the time at home every Christmas would have got a football but yeah most <laughs> evenings whether it was out breaking windows at the house or whatever <laughs> yeah. we just done it all the time even in our kitchen our kitchen floor was turned into a football pitch sometimes as well. <laughs> There's enough use anyway. I know, yeah. <laughs> and Stephen, going back to the techniques on it, the dummies and that, was yeah. it something that you did work on or was it a natural thing to you? Um, you have to do some kind of work on it. Um, <clears throat> I think I think probably when you're younger, it's getting into the habit of a lot of young players tend to turn on to the, the side, which is their stronger stronger foot. If you can get into the habit of turning on to your weaker side, it encourages you to use that uh, weaker foot a wee bit more often. And when you're using it a wee bit more often uh, in competitive games, then you're going to improve it. And what I would always say to, to any kid um, looking to improve the weaker side in training particularly, don't be afraid to make a, a balls of it. You mm-hmm. know, it's... The reason why you're there in training is to try to improve on, on weaknesses and try to get better as a player and you know, don't be afraid to make any mistake. Even even in a game, you know, try something different. Try don't be afraid to, to be different than the other players. You know, too too often we see too many robotic players nowadays that are athletes and, and, and you know they they are given a, a position in a team because they've got a great ability to run. You know, I'd rather see somebody with a great brain that can use their footballing brain uh, to more effect than what somebody can can do uh, in terms of running. And what I would say is, you know, 
get into the habit of turning on to your weaker side more often because that encourages you to use the weaker side, weaker foot, mm-hmm. um, a wee bit more in, in games and in competitive action. Yeah, definitely. And the Australian rules, it was obviously a big time for you. You did six seasons. Six campaigns, yeah. Um, 11 games. I missed one game through to an, due to an injury. Um, but... Uh, it, it was probably the only game I ever missed in my career due to injury. So it was, but God, yeah, lucky. yeah, I was lucky enough. Um, I I got through unscathed. I, I picked up a few injuries, but nothing ever too serious to to be able to keep me out of a game. But um, six different campaigns with the international rules and great experiences. Three three in Ireland and three in Australia, mm-hmm. and yeah, getting the opportunity to, to to play alongside players that they come are very competitive with. Uh, throughout the season it w- w- was a great chance yeah. to, to make friends to make new um, um, I suppose to make new friends throughout the country and, and, and to become more recognisable mm. in, in my own uh, way as well You played against one of my favourite players growing up Graham Garrity you played up front Pl- with him played, didn't you? played with him yeah um, one particular campaign the, the 2006 one probably one of the most feisty uh, international oh God, yeah. series overall and um, you know, when, when I look at the three times I played, the three series I played in Ireland, one of the best games and atmospheres I played in was in Salt Hill in, in, in Galway, believe it or not. It was, the, the crowd was on top of the, the the pitch and you could hear every every movement and, and roar from them. And we ended up beating Australia that particular day um, by a late goal, a last minute goal. And obviously they weren't too happy about that. So the following week, the the second test was in Croke Park, and they came out all guns blazing, not with the attitude to play football, but with with the attitude to fight yeah. and to try to intimidate and bully Ireland, which probably to an extent they achieved. But that particular day, myself and Graham were were up front. We were the two two man full forward line, and um, early on in that game, he got slammed to the ground. Uh, he almost picked up a very serious neck injury, and. You know, it, it wasn't within the rules of sport, what, no. the, what they went out they to, to do. Yeah, day, they came they? out fighting. It, it literally was fighting. And I remember Kieran McGinney was the captain at that particular time. And I remember an interview with him afterwards. He said, you know, he came out and he was honest in his assessment. He said, if you want to play football, we'll play football. If you want to fight, we'll fight. Tell us. Just tell us in advance. Yeah. And he, he was right. But I, I can, Kieran, Kieran was always well able to handle himself and still to this day he does jiu-jitsu so he does so <laughs> he's, he's he's still well able to handle himself but yeah. i remember one one guy one one australian guy in that particular test got kieran in a headlock and tried to intimidate kieran and you're not going to do that to kieran mcginney so you're not kieran ended up turning him over and <laughs> and the boy what you see in 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 um in the the octagon nowadays he tapped out so he did he, he was tapping out he was he, he was struggling for a breath but that that oh was the physicality gosh. that Kieran McGinney Jesus. had back then he wasn't taking no no bs from anyone so he wasn't on um but the australian player that was on the the wrong end of things from Kieran when he tried he to, to start it yeah he didn't know who he was messing with but that was one incident um you know there's many incidents in that particular game Benny it turned Co- into a brawl wasn't it was it? it was a brawl it was a brawl there was no not much football played in, in the four quarters. Benny Coulter got taken out ser- with a seriously uh, dirty hit in the, in the first quarter of that game. I remember, I mentioned it to you earlier on, the last quarter, myself and the man that I was marking, we had a hold of each other by the scruff of the neck and we were, I suppose, hitting jabs to the chin with each other, so we were. But, but nobody was giving an inch. And, and, and while we were doing that, the ball just went past us. You know, and we, we didn't even we had no interest in getting the you ball. Just roll by, you we had no interest. You know, it was a case there. that you know 
you, you can't stand down to them. That that particular yeah. season, actually, believe it or not, Kieran Donaghy made his debut as well, and that was probably Kieran Donaghy's breakthrough season in, in Ireland as well. So he built up a reputation for himself and myself and Kieran in the in the Galway game were inside and the Aussies picked up. You know, there was two or three Aussies went in and hit him shoulders and got and a hold Kieran of him. Kieran Donaghy in the side. Kieran <laughs> and Kieran didn't know what to expect. It was his very first experience of internationals. I'd been there a couple of years. I went over and hit one of them an uppercut, and that was it. <laughs> that was that was it sorted out. So it was and you know, I suppose if you the one thing I learned from playing that game, if you let them walk over the top of you, they'll yeah. do it all day long. Mm. But if you stand your ground with them. You know, it won't be too long in, in playing football then. Yeah. And I'm sure after six seasons, you really learned that. Yeah, you've got to learn it. You, um, I didn't learn it just there. I learned it, as I said, um, with the tough physical training sessions that I had with, with the RMA team at that particular time. You know, there was no inch given and you had to learn. I, I was one of the smallest players in the team, very skinny and scrawny when I first came into the, the RMA setup. So I had to learn to play dirty or, or not play at all. And mm. that's what I had to do. And you were telling me there, um, I'd be a Celtic fan. Yeah. <laughs> we mentioned it. And um, you were telling me that in one of your first years at Armagh, you just went training in Celtic Park. Yeah, not not in Celtic Park, in Celtic's training training facilities. Okay. But Martin O'Neill, um, obviously going back to his GA roots, was a was a was the manager of Celtic at that particular time, and he was a good mate of one of our co-managers, Brian McLennan. And Brian set up a training camp. This was before the whole Manga training camps. We, we ended up going to Glasgow for a training, uh, a few days training. So what what he done was we, we got um, access to Celtic's training ground. We went there for two or three days training and met Martin O'Neill. Martin O'Neill gave us a tour of Celtic Park and all. And, you know, I, it was my first year. I, I was loving it all. So it was, but um, Henrik Larson was the big name at Celtic, probably in Scottish football at that particular time. And, and he was one of the very few players that we got to, to meet walking around Celtic Park, Park randomly. So it was a good experience. That's amazing. And um, Amy, then the 2020 campaign. So obviously this year we're in 2020 and it's 20% more media coverage for women's sports. Do you feel that there's been a bit of a difference now since the campaign has launched? Yeah, definitely. I think even last year there was big strides made with the opportunity for the All-Ireland semi-finals to be played in Croke Park. And mm. I think every year there, it's progressively getting better and hopefully it'll continue. Like mm. um, more games in Croke Park or more media coverage, but it's definitely improving. And even from I started in 2015, there's a lot more talk about it, even from like the male athletes there's a lot more collaboration with the men's teams and the girls teams yeah you see the double headers and yeah. all happening now and yeah. you never would have seen that before no say when you started back your sixth season now what was it like when you're getting like messages made for training was where the pitches in good nick or this year or uh, when you started out when to I started, what it's like now um would you be getting dinner after games or at the start training not really but now it's a necessity like it yeah happens all the time at the start it would have been just beginning to come into that stage but no definitely now it's just that's all part of it you know you don't even think twice about them things anymore so which is obviously huge strides but I think there's still more to go now yeah that's the biggest thing I think I noticed that you used to be waiting for a text you wouldn't know what pitch you were going to yeah yeah or yeah at the start you would have got them sort of situations because there would have been clubs maybe yeah last minute cancellations and stuff like that but now it's totally different yeah it's it's, all changing definitely um, and then also for yourself, I'll ask you a few questions then. So um, for yourself, Steve, what's the best memory of playing your football? Best memory? Don't be club or county. Um, 
listen, probably the successes I had on the pitch and, and the friendships I made um, with both club and county. I, I, I retired at a time where I wanted to achieve something in my club and within a few months I won an intermediate championship. So that was that was a very, um, you know, happy moment for me in my playing career. Um, you know, I was lucky that I went through a career that was very successful in terms of silverware. And But I, I the one thing I suppose for me now that I have retired and, and looking back is that I've gained friendships, you know, yeah. I'm, I can hold my head up high and, and say that I've made a lot of friends. I, I, I believe I played football in the right manner. So I've, I've made a lot of friendships through the teams that I played with and, and represented. And um, that's the big thing for me. That's what it's about, isn't it? And Amy, for yourself? I'd probably be near enough the same. Obviously, it's the friendships you make along the way from county and then ex or other county players as well. But a big moment for me was probably with the club when we won the intermediate club uh, championship, Ulster championship, and then playing in Parnell Park in the All-Ireland final with our club was a big day out. Just seeing green and white in Parnell Park and Shane O'Neill's written in Parnell Park was yeah. a big moment for our club. So that was definitely a big moment and... I think just putting on the first time putting on the county jersey was obviously one of the top moments as well. And I have a hard question here just when you said that then if you could choose between an All Ireland for your club, you can only have one oh. an All Ireland for your club or an All Ireland <laughs> for your county. So tough. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't, that, I don't think I, I don't think choose. you could ask that question <laughs> to be honest. Listen, Speech just now, Stephen. Uh, well at the end of the day uh, well, it's a very easy answer for me because I've achieved it at, yeah. all, at, at County. Mm-hmm. I would definitely take it all day long at club now. All yeah. day long. I'd love yeah. to see that type of success mm-hmm. for Cleavy. I think because I haven't achieved it with County, it's very hard because yeah. County is like such a step up and playing in Croke Park and stuff like that. But to do it with your club where, where the whole village and everything started and your family, your roots, everything's involved in it would be... Special. like When you look at Slack Neil and stuff doing what they're doing and yeah. just think it'd be very special and um, the tier 2 championship what's your views on this Stephen? yeah I'm not particularly a fan of it at all um, you know regardless of what level a county team is at you know there's players within each squad I'm sure have aspirations of, of competing for and trying to achieve the ultimate which is winning the Sam Maguire even, even the fact that you're playing in that competition for the Sam Maguire is an achievement in itself and I, I just don't like the thought of a secondary competition so I don't um you know growing up Armagh weren't successful but you know we got there we got there in the end and and that's the same message for any county you know five years before we won all Ireland Armagh was probably at an all-time low yeah you know but because of a, a group of players came along that were seriously driven and 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 had the desire to be successful mm-hmm. you know it, it pulled things together as well as as getting um good management structures in place as well and and that can be achieved by any county, so it can. Absolutely mm-hmm. can be achieved by any county. Armagh are by no means the biggest county out there, so um, actually one of the smallest, yeah. if any. So um, it can be achieved if the right systems are put in place, if the right group of players come together and the right management structures are in place. So I believe that, you know, I, I'm not a fan one bit. I, I I would actually nearly prefer to go back to the old knockout style championship format as well. Yeah. So I, I just think that's that was the bread and butter of, of playing championship football at a particular time. But listen, there's there's tweaks and changes that's going to happen. Tier two is, isn't one for me. And then the likes of the McKenna Cup we see at the minute, yeah. the Burn Cup. Is there a point in it at all happening? 
before it, Christmas. It was, it was never top of my priority list when I was playing. So it wasn't, um, yes, you played the games to play games because you wanted to play as many games of football mm-hmm. as possible. But um, I'd rather see probably more competitive league action at this time of year than, than playing in, in a mechanic cup that, you know, ultimately at the end of it all, you know, you don't look back in your career and say, I won so and so many, so many mechanic cups. It, it just doesn't happen. So I think the preseason tournaments is, is something that has had its time and maybe look, yeah. look to the future and try to restructure national leagues in some way. And then the other question of the changes going on at the minute, the mark that's came in. Obviously, if that was in in your day, you know, it would have been a different type of game for you. Yeah, and, and my mindset would have been differently as well. Mm. Um, you know, I would have been thinking, as, as an inside forward, you've always got to keep your defender thinking anyway. You know, you've got to maybe turn left once and then turn right the next time, take him on, lay it off. You, you've always got to keep your, your man on your toes. But the inside mark is an easy way out for, yeah. for inside forwards nowadays. And... Um, while it was a, it's a brilliant skill in the international rules. I'm not a fan of it in our own game. You know, I'd rather see the fast pace being played. You know, a ball being delivered into the inside man. You know, a, a player that I respected and, and loved watching when I was growing up was Mickey Linden and and what witness in what what he done receiving the ball on the turn, taking his man on, Unreal. taking the ball over the bar. That's what we want to see in our yeah. game. You know, you don't want to see a player. You know, making an easy catch, and and that's what it is. It's, and it's no an easy they can catch, pop it over. and and having fifteen seconds yeah. to kick a ball over the bar. That's an easy way out, and probably for for players who aren't used to the scoring that much, it, it'll probably up their scoring um, ratio that's as well. It, yeah. So, I would rather see the mark done away with in our own game. Keep it to a fast pace. Yeah, so I definitely agree. And so, Amy, for yourself, what's the dream? It's a dream. Hmm. The immediate dream is just to get back playing football um, <laughs> yeah. as soon as possible. But um, obviously, to get back playing for a club and county is massive. And I know when I'm watching friendlies now, it's hard to watch. Yeah. So that's the immediate dream. But obviously, again, is to win more with club and win more with county. I think the last two years we've been beating Ulster finals, and that's definitely a big, Tough to take. a big one that we want to get our hands on. So the hope will be playing Crow Park, win the All Ireland. Yeah, that's it. We'll take the Ulster <laughs> final first yeah. and then <laughs> hopefully go on further. See what happens from that, definitely. And so, Stephen, for yourself, do you have any regrets looking back now? Um, Not really. No, I've been fortunate enough. Yep. You know, you, you take your successes uh, on the chin, you take your losses on the chin, you move on. Um, Probably the biggest regret is getting blocked by Conor Gormley. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's about that? it. All Ireland final 2003. Oh, God. But that's, that's listen. Oh, I watched that. Sorry, yeah. I watched that actually, yeah, yeah. yesterday. <laughs> oh, you just yesterday? <laughs> Didn't stick in your mind? No. <laughs> no, listen, you, any any serious regrets? No. You know, I had a good career. So yeah. Did, so, um, no, no. As you no said, you came into the Armagh team maybe at the, the best time. And I know you obviously had a big influence yourself, mm. but, you know, you had the likes of Kieran McGinney. And yeah. what was it like playing with Oshima McConville? Yeah, Oshin, you know, people ask me who was the best player you played alongside. Um, for me, there, there was three and very hard to, to pick them out. There were three for three different reasons. Oshin was one of them, Paul McGrain and Kieran McGinney. Um, Oshin was the man who you wanted to have his hands on the ball when you really need a pressure score. He he seemed to come up with big, big scores at big moments in games and, you know, Pressure didn't phase him one bit, and he was a brilliant player to play alongside. Uh, you know, he was he was a scorer. He thought he thought the way a forward should think. You mm-hmm. know, his primary responsibility is to score. You know, yeah. for me, if you're wearing ten to fifteen, your job is to score. 
you know, forget about the defending aspect of, of things first and foremost. You've got to do it. But but when you when you get the ball turned over, you've got to get up the field to score. And Ashin always thought that way. And did you just have a good crack together? You must have had Absolutely, some bonding yeah, weekends. Yeah. And we had brilliant times together. A lot of people from the outside looking in always said that the team was too serious. But from from within the group, we had, we had some great times. So we yeah. Had, yeah. We always we always used to be sitting on the bus going to the championship games looking out and saying, wish the fuck it was out there. But <laughs> at the end of the day, the grass is always greener. <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> and so, Amy, would you have any questions for Stephen? Um, just advice, really, on injuries and I know you're saying you're fortunate enough you fortunate didn't have enough, injuries yeah. um, but I suppose do what the medics tell you to do you know I played alongside Ronan Clark and he probably you know while he was doing his rehab he probably done his own thing as well which um, cut his career short so I, w- I would always say just do what the medics advise you to do they are the professionals um, get yourself back playing enjoy playing football you're very young yet mm-hmm. you know you'll have many good days hopefully in Croke Park and just continue to enjoy playing football. Play with a smile on your face. We, as 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 people within Armagh, we all love watching Amy Macken play. <laughs> Fantastically skilled player, and you know, keep playing with a smile on your face, and you'll make plenty of people watching you sm- smile as well. Brilliant, there you are. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. No, no problem Thank at you. all. Thank you.